On the show today, we get into Chili Bowl Night 3. We talk the wild finish at Votto and a Kerry Madsen update. Let's go. Today is Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Before we get into the Chili Bowl, today's episode is supported by Rotor Ron. If you're into RC stuff, head over to rotorron.com. He's got dyno-tuned RC motors, lots of different accessories, and he's got some sweet custom dirt late model bodies, including some painted up like Scott Bloomquist's Zero Machines. He's also got wheels and tires for your RC car, and you can get your own motor dyno-tuned if that's what you need. As a bonus for my audience, use code DIRT10 at checkout. That's all caps, D-I-R-T-1-0 at checkout. You get 10% off any order of $50 or more. So pop over to rotorron.com, grab some RC parts, and use code DIRT10 at checkout. Last night was the third of five prelim nights at the Chili Bowl, and we have our first repeat winner of the week. I said on yesterday's show that if I thought uh, that I thought if everything went like it should, Rico Abreu was the favorite for Wednesday, and that's exactly how it played out. He had a second to first run in his heat race to make the qualifiers, followed by a third to the win run in his qualifier to make the night's feature. That put him inside row two for the start. Jason McDougal ended up high point man for the night with a seventh to first heat race performance and a sixth to first showing in his qualifier. That put him on the pole with Kobe Copeland to his outside. In the feature, McDougal was good early on, jumping out to the lead and staying there through the opening 13 laps. But following a mid-race restart, Rico snagged the lead on lap 14 and took control. A few late cautions kept things tight, and Rico ended up having to fend off a challenge from 7 starting Chase Randall. Young Texas driver driving for Reinbold, uh, Reinbold Underwood threw a slider at the 97 into turn one with five to go. But just like Kyle Larson the night before, Randall banged off the cushion hard and Rico was able to drive back by. Over the final few laps, Kevin Thomas Jr. also tried to track down Rico, but to no avail. The victory for the California driver was his fifth straight prelim night win, and he's now locked into Saturday along with KTJ. Blake Hahn ended up third, Copeland was fourth, and McDougal faded to fifth at the end. Randall made some mistakes late and ended up seventh himself. Keith Coons Motorsports bringing 15 cars to the Chili Bowl has been a topic of conversation, and it's easy to see why so many want to drive for KKM. Through three nights so far inside the Expo, a KKM car has been in victory lane in all of them. Tanner Carrick on Monday, Buddy Kofoid Tuesday, and Rico last night. And with Christopher Bell going tonight, there's a very strong possibility that KKM can go 4 for 4 And as expected last night, we also had some young drivers show up and show out. I mentioned Randall, but we also had strong runs from Chance Crum, who went 16th to 8th in the feature, and Corey Day, who bagged a top 10 driving for Clausen Marshall. Things didn't go quite to plan for Ryan Timms. He had plenty of speed, but ended up in a B-main, and in the closing stages of that race, just couldn't clear Tony Bruce Jr. for the transfer. Tim's will have some work to do come Saturday. And at the opposite end of the spectrum, it wasn't a great night for five-time Chili Bowl winner Sammy Swindell. Damage in his heat race led to a D-main appearance where he went 6th to 2nd to make the C, but then late in that second C-main, Sammy was battling Caleb Size for the final transfer spot, and Size went around into turn 1 off Sammy's front bumper. The 1 was DQ'd from the race, and Sammy was done for the night. The incident didn't appear to be super egregious, and I think if that happens at any other point, Sammy isn't DQ'd, 
But when it's on the last lap of a race for the transfer spot, a driver is going to get the boot for that move. Can't have guys crashing each other for transfer spots. Unfortunately for Sammy, it will mean an early start to his Saturday racing. The other wild moment from last night came in the sixth heat with CJ Sarna. Mike Woodruff got squirrely, uh, squirrely out of turn two, and Sarna got turned broadside in front of him. Sarna then got hit by Woodruff, which sent him spinning into the air, but somehow the 20C didn't flip. It landed on all four wheels, and Sarna got back in the gas and kept driving. Definitely the save of the night and maybe of the week so far. With two nights still to go, your Saturday lock-ins are Tanner Carrick, Tyler Courtney, Buddy Kofoid, Kyle Larson, Rico Abreu, and Kevin Thomas Jr. Thursday's program has belonged to Christopher Bell going back to 2016, and he'll look to continue that KKM hot streak tonight. The lineup also includes Tanner Thorson, Logan Seavey, Emerson Axum, Shane Golubic, Brady Bacon, CJ Leary, and a whole bunch more. I'm going to pick Bell here, and I'm going to continue to do so until he proves me wrong. Schedule for the building is the same today as yesterday. The draw is at 2 p.m. Central, hot laps at 4, and heat races at 5. The broadcast continues to be over on Flow Racing. And the Chili Bowl picks department last night was an improvement, and I jumped 60 spots in the standings, but I'm still only 497th, uh, and I'm 154 and a half points out of the money. I had Rico, Copeland, RJ Johnson, Chance Crum, and Billy Vanewegen in the feature. Ryan Timms didn't make it out of his B-main, like I mentioned, and Daniel Adler missed the feature transfer spot by two. Tonight is my Platinum Group pick in Christopher Bell, and I've got Thorson in Group 1, Golubic in Group 2, Danny Stratton in Group 3, Matt Sherrill in Group 4, Brody Fusen in Group 5, Blake Edwards in Group 6, and Cody Hayes in Group 7. Let's see if we can make another big jump up in the standings. We've now had three late model features at Vado Speedway Park during the Wild West shootout, and two of them have been sided right at the checkered flag. Things were so crazy last night, we didn't even realize Garrett Albertson had won until after the race was over. It looked for much of the race like Mike Marler was going to cruise to a $5,000 win, but things got interesting late in the 40-lapper. Bobby Pierce worked his way into second inside 10 laps to go and began to reel the 157 in. On the white flag lap, Marler was, uh, was out front, but lap traffic was just ahead of the two front runners. Pierce rolled the top to the lead down the backstretch, but then we had Calamity into turn three. Two lap cars were up top racing side by side, and Marler and Pierce both dove low for the same piece of real estate. They collided and ended up sideways. Marler was able to recover and drive away, but Pierce got turned around. And on the initial watch, it looked like Marler got the win, and even Ben Shelton on the broadcast said as much. But what we also missed was third place Garrett Alberson sneaking by on the high side behind a lap car and beating Marler back to the line. Alberson had lost some ground to the lead duo, but the incident in three slowed them enough to allow him to get by for the victory. Marler finished second. Tyler Erb came on late to finish third. Earl Pearson Jr. was fourth uh, after another solid night, and Brandon Shepard completed the top five. Pierce ended up sixth after the spin, so with three races complete and three more to go, the $300,000 bonus from Penske is off the table. Shepard can still win $100,000 for five wins or $25,000 for four. If Alberson were somehow able to sweep the remaining nights, he'd also be in line for $25,000. The field of late models was a little light last night at 27 cars. We lost a few from the opening weekend. Uh, guys like Kay Dillard and Austin Kirkpatrick. Dillard posted on social media that he wouldn't be back to Votto after testing positive for COVID. The event now goes quiet again today and we'll finish out with three more programs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
A quick update about Kerry Madsen with Roth, uh, Roth Motorsports and Toyota Racing Development. When we talked about the Madman signing uh, with Roth a few weeks ago, the TRD part of the agreement wasn't completely finalized yet. But as of yesterday, things are signed and sealed, and Madsen is set to race 40 or 50 times this season and help push that TRD engine program along. The Toyota 410 has been slowly working its way into sprint car competition with Speedway engine development leading the way. As we mentioned previously, TRD has worked with KCP Racing and Geo Selzy, Ridge and & Sons and Aaron Reitzel, and Lucas Wolf and the Alabach team in Pennsylvania. Madsen and the 83 Junior team will debut during the spring West Coast Swing with the World of Outlaws, and they plan on hitting the big races like the Knoxville Nationals and Kings Royal. Fellow Australian Paul Baines is set to crew chief after uh, a significant run with Tarleton Racing. There are three shows on the streaming schedule today. Flow Racing has night four of the Chili Bowl and Flow Racing 24-7. Speedsport TV has another night of the IMCA Winter Nationals from Kokopah Speedway. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Thursday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.